This is the Public Record Podcast, a public service of the Public Record, the Coachella Valley's Business News Weekly. I'm Managing Editor Ken Allen. Well, my guest today is uh, Sheila Thornton from One Future, who are helping our young people in the Coachella Valley uh, reach out and achieve their dreams and their destinies. And I'm joined again by Laura James, who's going to act as our co-host because she's such a marvelous co-host. And we probably should explain how, uh, Laura James from CVEP, uh, we should explain how you and Sheila know each other. Gosh, when I started at CVAP, Sheila was also a CVAP staffer, if you will. Um, and then she graduated and moved on to create her own entity, really. with One Future used to be called, the program that, that became One Future was Workforce Excellence as part of CVAP. And it sort of outgrew us. And now they are One Future Coachella Valley, their own nonprofit organization. How long ago was that? We spun off in March 2017. And hello, Ken and Laura. Great to see you. Uh, We we actually were incorporated in September 2016. And uh, official launch date was March 1st, 2017. So we're just over four years old. But we, we always say to people, we're four years old, but we're 15 years old because the work is the same. It's simply shifted the Workforce Excellence Division from CVEP into a new separate nonprofit entity. We still share one board member, though. That's in our bylaws, to share a board member. And Sheila, what exactly does One Future do? One Future is, our mission is to cultivate the next generation workforce for the Coachella Valley economy from within our own student population and to really address the issues of students who uh, typically uh, may not uh, pursue a post-secondary, a higher education, um, and may not have the right kinds of opportunities to be able to uh, explore career paths um, and professions that could contribute significantly to our economy and also um, move them off off on their uh, pathway out of poverty. Mm-hmm. And how do you do that? What's the process? We do it in a whole variety of ways. So I always like to say that One Future works on two levels. We work at this systems level, like a regional level. We, we are the what's called the backbone or the coordinating entity for the Coachella Valley Regional Plan for College and Career Success. That was established informally when we launched under CVEP in 2005-06, when we came to get brought together all three school districts, College of the Desert, Cal State San Bernardino, County EDA, County Office of Ed, and we created this collaborative where we focused attention on working backwards from jobs, thinking about where were there, where is there opportunity in the workforce where our current students were not getting those jobs, and then what we might do all across their educational journey, not K-12 only or college, community college or university, but rather literally from when they were starting out their educational journey all the way into the job. Mm-hmm. And what can we do to really change the trajectory for the lowest income students in this region, those who are least likely to complete a pathway? Mm-hmm. So what does it look like? We run the regional plan for college and career success. The first version was adopted in 2012 when we were under CVEP. And um, it's adopted by resolution of the three school districts. Their boards all do, um, uh, you know, adopt it. And then the and then we ran that plan for five years, and we've been on that that regional effort for from 2012 to 2017. When we spun off, the, the districts and our education partners said we want to be sure we keep this momentum because we made a lot of progress on it. Mm. Um, and so we we began the process of building out regional plan 2.0. So right now we are all operating our whole collaboration 
collaborative, hundreds of people are operating under Regional Plan 2.0. And it basically lays out a whole variety of strategies that we can do to expand opportunities for students to be ready for something after high school, to be lifelong learners, and to be really ready for the workforce, lead in the workforce, and potentially uh, own businesses and such. Um, practically speaking, there's a few key focus areas. The concept of career pathways or programs of study at the K-12 level. So learning about careers and learning about college at the same time. Connecting the dots between your academics and your pathway. Um, financial aid and scholarships. Mm -hmm. We've awarded more than 3,000 scholarships across time. Not just the money, but the whole support system around them. And the students don't just go to local universities. They go across the nation. Um, and then work-based learning, um, connection to real employers. So we have great employers like JW Marriott and Eisenhower working with us, um, uh, Avid Physical Therapy, which is now Movement for Life. But those kinds of employers who understand that their, their workforce is literally under their nose. It's right here in the K-12 district. So to cultivate that in advance is really beneficial for them. Is one big barrier the perception that I'm from a family of limited means and College is out of the question. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I can't, I cannot, I won't be able to quote the study, but it was a, a very valid researcher that we worked with for a bit of time at the community colleges that said one of the leading indicators of whether a student will go to college is whether the word college is used in their household. Mm -hmm. And um, for a first generation uh, student whose family maybe had fourth or fifth grade um uh, and we have those students in this uh, valley, um, education, college is, it, it can be a stretch in a mm -hmm. lot of ways. Um, and I think the other thing is there are a lot of perceptions about what college means. Um, in There's this, this, what I believe to be a false argument is either you take a vocational track or you take a college track. The reality is every student needs to graduate high school with aptitude to learn something after they get mm -hmm. out of high school. Mm. And they need those basic skills. Even the head of the, the not building industry association, but Desert Valley Builders, no, I think it was building industry, um, said even construction managers, they re they're requiring bachelor's degrees. There are, there are very um, basic critical, critical skills that are needed for you to be able to advance in your career mm. beyond just an entry-level job. So college is abstract for a lot of students and it's also sort of the, word, the term itself is, I think, doesn't really explain um, uh, the, I think, the depth of, of, of immediacy or urgency that a student has to be able to learn something beyond just what they learn in high school. They have to be able to apply their learning in order for them to advance in any career. Mm. I, I, I will comment on that. Now, I, I'm the parent of two that makes me feel and sound very old to college age students now and college was absolutely this sort of abstract thing. And I even remember, you know, 20, 30 years ago when I was thinking about college, well, why do I want to go if I don't know what I want to go for, yeah. you know, and, and getting past that. And once I finally went to college, I realized, Oh, I did this so that I could learn how to learn. Really, it didn't matter that I went in not knowing what I was going to do with it. Here I am, an economic developer, which whenever I go and speak at events like Career Girls Days or anything like that, you know, I always kind of start like start with the punchline. Like, I bet you wanted to grow up and be an economic developer, mm -hmm. right? Doesn't every little fifth grade girl dream 
No, of course not. But you never <laughs> An know. economic what? <laughs> exactly. You never know where the river is going to take you. And and so you you get this experience in college of learning how to learn and be open to new information, whatever that is. So And of course, some people go in knowing exactly what it is that they're going to do, but many do not. And, and that shouldn't be the stumbling block, That's you know, right. that, that shouldn't be the, when, I mean, gosh, who wants to make a lifelong decision when they're 18, right? That's, That's right. rarely a good idea. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Since the audience for the public record are businesses, government agencies, educational institutions, how can they get involved in this program? We have a real focus on business engagement um, and very specifically right now, I know um, this is nothing, no surprise, but businesses are hurting for employees, mm. right? And that was the case before. And and in the Coachella Valley, what you had um, when we started this work was really a brain drain. You had the students who were going off to college would go off to college and stay wherever um, they um, studied or where they could get a position. But um, the businesses who have benefited most and I would say first contributed the most to this work across the last 16 years have now benefited the most from it. So the examples I give are Movement for Life, Avid Physical Therapy, Bob Camby and their leadership. They did a lot of work 10 years ago with us on the healthcare pathways. And he really dug in. And at the time, I remember him telling me, Sheila, for every PhD physical therapist, there are five jobs in, in uh, the United States. And he said, I'm not going to be able to compete with other regions. I've got to think about my pipeline now. So he started working with the high school career academies and giving students internships or short mentoring opportunities within their business. Wow. Work experience is everything. It's like, yeah. it's like any one of us. Yeah. We got networked with somebody and that's how we learned how to be who we are. And we grew our skills yeah. practically. So the more practical experience businesses can give them, the students, the better. Bob Camby, um, at, about three years ago, he said, I can find an, a medical assistant in one hour. Now wow. he's probably competing today because we've got a, a you know, a whole another issue with healthcare workforce today, but that, but he also had two PhD students in his pipeline who came up through the system. The other great example is the JW Marriott here. Their HR exec, who is now the market director for the Western states for Marriott, he was on our board, very involved in our business engagement work. He started placing career academy students in various departments at that Palm Desert um, site. Mm -hmm. And he would train directors on how you how do you interact with a student? What does it look like to give a senior in high school some kind of engineering experience? or um, health and wellness experience, or front desk. Within about three years of him really digging into that, and he would host 20 to 30 interns at the site, he reduced his time to fill positions from 42 to 17 days. Wow. So this is like direct effect on businesses' productivity. Mm. But it does take equal action on both sides. Mm. The students are going to be coming through the education pipeline. The employers have to make the site student ready. Mm. And in a lot of cases, people are a little afraid of that. They're like, I don't know what to do with an intern. Um, so you need to you need to build some infrastructure internally to be able to to tap into this great talent. There's some great talent here. It's it, they do need some they need some support. You know, I always tell the story. I have four daughters, all graduated from college. Every one of them, when they got an internship or some kind of a mentoring opportunity, most of those happened through our neighbor, our friend in business. Oh, no, sure. We had a network. Mm. So what Coachella Valley businesses and One Future and our partners see as our job, 
create that family network for the students who don't have that. That's what we're doing. Mm. Like make it that deliberate and you will have a pipeline of people coming to you. How is One Future funded? Is it grants? It's a whole variety. So one of the things that was a goal for us when we spun off was to diversify our funding base. We were really um, blessed with um, private foundation grants for the period that we were here under CVEP. Um, when we spun off, I think we were at about 91% foundation funding. We had a million-dollar-a-year uh, commitment from the College Futures Foundation on scholarships, another half a million on operations, James Irvine Foundation, Desert Healthcare District locally. Um, we now have gotten to the point where I believe we're at about 52% grants, mm. um, and then we have some government support, some city and county school district support, we have contract support, and then we're now building out our development and fundraising. So we have individual um, private philanthropy giving to us. And then if someone would like to donate, who do they contact? They contact me okay. <laughs> or Paul in our office. So um, I'm Sheila at onefuturecv.org. Paul Olson is Paul. He's our development director, Paul at onefuturecv.org. Or you can call our number um, or go on our website. There's a donate button there. Okay. When you have a donate button, that's about as easy as you can possibly make it to give support. I wanted to add something. You know, you're talking about these local businesses who have been investing in you with time and engagement for, you know, as long as a decade now. And you hear about how much of an easier time they're having filling these positions that other local companies may not be competitive at all for some of these same types of candidates. And we see that a lot too in the business world. And you see these overnight successes. You say, wow, you know, gosh, this, this guy or this business got lucky and they got X, Y, and Z. When what you don't see is the back end, the last three to 10 years of work that they've put in on their end. It's really good to hear that you have so many long-term people who are in it, in the game for the long-term and it's, it's really paying off for them. That's right. And how long have you been doing this, including your time with CVEP? This particular project was one of my consulting projects in 2005. Okay. So I built the healthcare industry council. And mm -hmm. so uh, 16 years, 16 years. Yeah. So over 16 years, what's the standout uh, accomplishment that you've uh... gosh um we went from and this is not one future alone it's the collaborative we established a regional plan among three school districts who could have done it on their own colleges who could have worked on their own it when you look at other regions to try to put that together was not the easiest thing in the world mm -hmm. to focus a whole community on regional targets is it's hard to keep people on the same plan to sustain that partnership for 15 years. And when we spun off and had the school districts come to us and say, we don't want to lose this, it's too valuable. Um, that was powerful. But in terms of the real impact on students, we had 600 spots for um, high school students to study careers, like to understand careers and how it could connect to their college pathway in 2006. Today, there are 47 career academies and pathways serving more than 9,000 students. That's huge. That, that's that's 9,000 human beings who have made the connect, and their teachers have helped them, made the connect between academics and a real tangible thing like building a wind turbine or taking um, blood pressure. Mm -hmm. That's just a whole different experience for a child. You know, a lot of there's a 16% of students get A's because they think in a particular way that we teach to, but there's a whole block of human beings with great, great talent. They just need a tangible connect 
between their academics and the, and so that's powerful. I think the other thing is we've the we've awarded three thousand students um, scholarships, and the money was one thing. It was all of the support services and the family environment that we've created that now we're in the place where, like our last cohort of students, 88% want to come back here and work in the Coachella Valley. Mm -hmm. And just two days ago, we got word from one of our scholars who is part of the BBS Brokers, who is one of the top real estate firms in the region. They just closed, um, found a house and closed the deal for a family who we've provided scholarships for three of their students. Their kids, all two graduated from UCLA, one still in college, and they helped their mom, um, their dad passed away about 10 years ago, purchase a house. And that happened between one future scholars who had a biz- thriving business and one future grads from UCLA. This is huge to me. This gives me the chills. That's like, that's building family wealth. That's getting people out of poverty. And it isn't just outside people doing it. It's the students themselves that are doing it together. Mm. And that make, gives me the chills. That makes me want to cry. <laughs> I, I think One Future is maybe one of your biggest success stories to come out of CVAP, Laura. <laughs> I really think they are, yes. And, you know, and I come from a family that is very passionate about education. And so I was surrounded by that. And and you do see that lacking, especially in regions where you are lacking a major institution like that. Mm. That can be the glue that holds even a very large city or community together. So it's it's organizations like One Future that are sort of bringing in those few missing pieces of the puzzle to create that cohesion. Yeah. And it's a wonderful success. You know, I hadn't thought of that. When you started this, we really didn't have a four-year institution here. Right. I'll tell you, people are surprised when they hear from outside. The first time you could start and finish mm-hmm. a bachelor's degree here was eight years ago. The Cal State campus was here 30 years ago. It was, yeah. But that bachelor's degree start to finish is Mm. huge. That's why we're very supportive of the expansion of that campus. (laughs) Um, We're that, and and it is a smart expansion, expansion that is about meeting local needs first because Mm. we've got more than enough supply of students. We've increased the, the, there are many other accomplishments of the collaborative, increased college readiness rates as measured by A3G which is like Cal State and UC eligibility. We've increased college enrollment up through COVID. We've taken a dive. You know, everybody mm-hmm. knows that. Um, but so we're moving the right direction in the feed, the pipeline. The question is, where will the students go and how do they pay for that? Mm-hmm. And and once they've got the money to do it or if they do enroll in first year, how do we support completion? So our real focus is completing those degrees. Last September, we set a goal of 70% of students completing their intended degree, credential, or pathway within six years of graduation. Now, One Future is no longer a well-kept secret. You're getting some recognition, I understand. In 2020, we were selected as Bank of America's um, uh, Neighborhood Builders nonprofit. They select 100 nonprofits across the nation. Uh, They selected two in the Inland Empire. Um, and as everybody knows, there's a thousand nonprofits here, I think, and many more across the Inland Empire. And then we just got selected this year as one of ten hundred thousand dollar grantees from the National College Access Network, and that was really to focus on how we assure that the class of 2020 and 2021 enrolls in college. So we're in the middle of an intensive campaign around that. Do you have already, or do you foresee any entrepreneurship programs as part of the pathways? 
in the high schools? There is one business academy, and that's at Palm Springs High School. There isn't, there has not been, I wouldn't say like a real focus on entrepreneurship programs, but when you give kids technical skills in high school across any discipline, that gives them food for thought about entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I believe they're sort of a feeder for a, a technical mindset that could lead to entrepreneurship. I think we could really beef that up. I don't think we yet in this region have infrastructure that could really get those students because it's we, we're doing a lot on on companies that are doing innovation, but I think for students specifically, a lot of times they have ideas that are fresh, but they're afraid to share it or they don't know how to share it. So that, that I think is an area that we um, could really expand upon. It's come up, I would say that we don't, we don't have a solid plan on it. Any final thoughts? I'm not sure how many people know how powerful our local superintendents have been. They have hard jobs. And the three of them really did commit themselves to something outside of their own entity. And that changed lives. It changed the way we do business here for a long time. And I think the same thing for our college partners. Cal State has been a phenomenal partner in UCR and COD participates in it as well. And, um, and then those businesses that are leading it's this community has a real heart, uh, for this, this mission. And I think we are looking at a real moment in time where with the new challenges in workforce and the infrastructure we've built, um, one of our partners at Eisenhower said to me, Sheila, what you've built with one future has this incredible potential to really be a serious local feed of talent. We all need to like dig in to, to operationalize that, to make that really um, grow in the future. So grateful to be able to share our story. Sheila, thank you. Thank you, Laura, for being our co-host today. But of course. All right. This has been the Public Record Podcast, a public service of the Public Record, the Coachella Valley's Business News Weekly. I'm Managing Editor Ken Allen. Thanks for listening. Please share this podcast with your friends and be sure to click the subscribe button.